learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. We don't like being uncomfortable and that's when we shut down. Once you practice, I'm telling you, I promise you, it will be easier. Welcome to the podcast by Products by Women. I'm your host Srinidhi Rajan. In this podcast series, we'll be focusing on diversity and inclusion by featuring change makers and trendsetters from minorities and underrepresented groups across the world. We'll be talking to the women behind innovative and sustainable products across domains like the tech industry and entrepreneurship. We'll learn how they broke the glass ceiling, what motivates them and keeps them going. To engage with us, check out our new website at productsbywomen.com, a diverse global community for women that facilitates connecting with peers, matching with mentors and finding jobs beyond borders. In today's episode I'm speaking with Elaine Montia, the AVP and CIO for Information Technology at CUNY Graduate Center. Montia is also a TEDx speaker and the founder of 5xminority.com, which is a blog and a social media brand dedicated to empowering women and minorities, especially in tech. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I would like to learn more about you and your journey from being a 16-year-old immigrant to being a professional unicorn in a typically male-dominated field. How did this transformation happen? Yes, that's a very good question, Sri. Thank you. So I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and I moved to the U.S., like you mentioned, to go to college at the age of 16. I did not speak a word of English, so I actually started in ESL courses and, and majoring in liberal arts because I wasn't sure which direction I was going. And it wasn't until I went into my bachelor's that I decided, you know what? Computer information systems is speaking to me, uh, so why don't I go into into this field that, like you said, is male-dominated, but as a Latina, we with a red blood <laughs> like they tell us sometimes i was i was ready to take the fight and and try to make a difference so i stayed in in cis and i moved on to do my masters in business management and so all of that happened through my work and i i realized how much i love customer service and working with people and so because i consider myself a student i always kept learning from others and studying and and taking certifications and and it took me where i am today You founded 5X Minority to empower women and minorities. Why and how did this come into being? Tell us more about it. Something that I didn't mention earlier is that, you know, one of the reasons I believe I was able to to climb the ladder like people say is because of all the mentors that I found along the way. And so that's part of the reason why 5X Minority started. It initially started as a blog because I love talking, I love writing, <laughs> I journal every day and and because of what i've seen in tech i realized that there wasn't enough representation especially of women and latinas in tech and minorities and so i started writing about my experience and what i saw as the change that was needed and then in 2019 i was i was lucky to give a tedx talk on on the same topic and during my research there i realized that things were worse than i thought and so now one of my my goals is to be a voice for the voiceless and to be able to share uh, all of this information and talk to companies about you know tools they can use to bring about change in the DEI environment you have been known as a representative of the underprivileged groups like the latinas and the lgbt community in addition to your subject matter expertise what is one unique quality of yours that help you push your limits higher and set a path for the group to follow 
Um, you know, I hear and, you know, sometimes people want what, what I call a magic formula. <laughs> and sometimes people want to know, okay, what's the magic? What is it that I need to do to, so that I can do what you did? And, yeah. and I first want to say that it is unique to each person. So what works for me, not necessarily works for you. So I would encourage women and everyone out there to be open and explore various avenues so that you can see which one suits you best. For me, the fact that I'm a lifetime student helped me a lot. I know that I don't know everything right. and I'm always open to suggestions and idea. And, you know, my teams laugh sometimes because I always say <laughs> I, I hired you because you're smarter than me and I need you. <laughs> so I'm not afraid to say I don't know and I'm not afraid to say I'm sorry. And I and I wish I saw more leaders do that, especially in public, because to me, being a vulnerable leader is an asset. You have been an advocate of diversity and inclusion. Share with us your insights on why it is important for companies to achieve a culture of D&I, especially in the tech industry. Yes, you know, a lot of this I, I was able to dig deeper into when I was doing the research for my TEDx talk. And there is so much research already out there that shows that companies with a diverse and inclusive culture, they see more innovation, which is something that we need right now, especially yes. since we now move to the virtual world. These companies also achieve better business outcomes. And in some instances, they don't need, but they exceed their financial target. And so, you know, knowing that I'm here to serve my customer and that my customers are different than me, I mean, it's a no brainer that you want to make sure that everyone feels represented and that we have new voices at the table so that innovation can continue. Over the last five years, the proportion of women in the senior positions has seen an increasing trend from 17 to 21 percentage, which is a slow but steady increase. What are some issues that you and other women face in climbing the C-suite ladder? It's interesting because you hear sometimes in the news when people say, hey, you know, the numbers have increased. But then when you hear the numbers, you realize that it's nothing. <laughs> uh, there is so much work to do. Uh, right. Some of the things that I could say are affecting that is unconscious bias that we all have. And I say we because I will include myself. I think that there is unconscious bias in the hiring practices that companies have today. If you look at a job description on LinkedIn or any website, you can see that the description is so long that it, it takes you five minutes to go through all the bullets. And what happens now is that women feel that unless they have 100% of the qualifications, they don't apply. And so that is not helping us get ahead. Another problem is the interview process. You want to make sure that every candidate gets asked the exact same questions because we all have the tendency to connect with people that look like us or uh. speak like us. And I mean, you can hear me, I have an accent because English is my second language. And you want to make sure that you know, there is this unconscious bias training that is given every year because you tend to forget after a while. And then the third thing, which I mentioned earlier, is there is a lack of mentorship and support, especially for women and minorities. I think a lot of companies are so focused on hiring that they forget that after you hire them, you need to make sure they that you keep them. And so you want to have create this, you know, psychological safety so that they feel that they belong, so that they feel that they can bring their whole selves to work, which I try to do uh, every day. In your current role, what would you consider the biggest achievement that aligned with your dream to create an inclusive workplace? I celebrate my achievements so much. <laughs> 
and I have a whole list of them. And I, I encourage everyone to do that too. But I could tell you that doing the TEDx talk was a dream of mine for five years before it happened. And I believe in visualization. So I would close my eyes and see my sir in the red circle. <laughs> um, and through that research for the tech talk, I was able to find out, you know, some biases that I was not aware of. To give you an example at work, I found myself being very comfortable speaking with the same people. Mm -hmm. And I realized that by doing that, I was excluding others, not on purpose because I did not know. But I think one of my achievements would be, you know, my listening skills have changed so much. I I consider myself a great listener. I'm a leader who, who always tries to understand first before I'm understood myself. And I learned to reach out to people that I wouldn't normally talk to, people that do not look like me and people that I would probably dismiss in the past. And so I'm very proud of being that person today who looks at the room and makes sure that everyone speaks. In recent times, there are voices about the glass ceiling that prevents women from reaching senior leadership positions. In reality, the biggest obstacle that minorities face is mainly in the early stages of their career at the first step to the manager. Groups like Lean In call this a broken rung phenomenon. How do we fix this? Yes, I've, I've heard about this from different people now. And this phenomenon where, where women, especially Black and women of color, don't get promoted as often as men. There is a lot of research out there that shows you that, you know, for every 100 men promoted, only 68 Latinas were promoted, only 58 Black women were promoted. And so we yeah. need to change that. One way to fix this, I mentioned earlier, is to give women and, and, and women of color more access to a mentor. I right. can tell you that the fact that I had a mentor and a sponsor, a help me with my confidence hugely because my mentor would see things in me that I couldn't see myself. And I feel that if women don't have the guidance that they need, the imposter syndrome comes in and it attacks and forget it. There's nothing you could do. Another one is having a sponsor, you know, someone at a senior level that can advocate on your behalf and give women more access to senior leadership. I think what happens sometimes is that women are natural caregivers and so they always go home after work. I think that changed now with COVID because everybody's working virtually. But what happens is that men uh, have more time to socialize after work and, you know, go have drinks or have a smoke break. And, you know, these conversations are happening informally. And so it's an issue of equal access. If you're a manager or leader and you're not willing to have dinner with a woman, then you shouldn't have dinner with a man. You know, if you're not willing to travel with a woman, then you shouldn't be traveling with a man. It's about equality. And like I mentioned, you know, the job descriptions and the bias in the performance review, uh, you know, we need to have evaluation criteria that everyone follows and is equal across the board. And I think sometimes because we like working with some people more than others, women are being left behind. Lastly, what is one advice that you would give for someone from a minority group to build a successful career and promote D&I at workplace? You know, for me, education was the key. I, you know, my first mentor came while taking a, a, a Cisco networking class. <laughs> and so I know that maybe for other people not having the degrees, it's okay. But for me, I think that perhaps sometimes the only reason my name was looked at is because of the degree that I've had. Right. And so educate yourself because a lot of people take things away from you and they will try, but they could never take away your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. We don't like being uncomfortable and that's when we shut down. 
And that's when we don't share our opinions. Once you practice, I'm telling you, I promise you, it will be easier. And so you want to use your voice, of course, while being respectful to other people and their opinion, but you want to use your voice. And if it's uncomfortable, it's okay. It's part, it's part of life and it's part of the work. And other people will be better because you were able to speak up. Thanks for sharing your experience with us. I'm certain that the audience would have enjoyed listening to your insights. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Again, do check us out at productsbevelman.com to connect with peers, get matched with mentors and find jobs beyond borders. Also, we recently launched a journal where every week we'll be featuring stories on tech, innovation and beyond that are authored by the women in our community. If you are interested in having your article included, email us at info at productsbywomen.com. We'll be back with more stories from groundbreaking achievers in our next episodes.